humanities and social sciences. Welcome to another episode of Oh, the Humanities and the Social Sciences, the hashtag hashchat podcast. In this episode, I talk to Scott Wimble about the use of narrative and story in the Hass subjects. So I'm joined in this episode by Scott Wimble. Welcome, Scott. Thank you for having me. Um, very glad to have you on the um, on the podcast. I'm really excited about uh, about this episode's topic on um, narrative and story uh, in uh, in Hass. Yeah, it should be fantastic. So, um, before we get started, can you tell us uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? You know, who are you, and what's your role in education? Sure. Uh, so as you said, my name is Scott. I am a, a HSIE and history coordinator uh, at an independent school in southern Sydney. Uh, I'm 34. I'm married to uh, my wife, Megan, and I have four little children. So I'm quite the busy bee. Uh, I also uh, enjoy making videos. So I have a, a channel, Wimbledon, uh, where I try and make videos to help out people who are doing uh, history, ancient history, modern history, legal studies, and geography. So it's quite um, quite a heavy uh, quite a heavy load you've got there in terms of what would most likely be your seniors. Yes, yes, certainly. Um, okay, so firstly, before we get on to a story narrative, how how are you balancing, you know, the family plus the coordinating plus the um, you know the, the quite a heavy load there uh, with great difficulty, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I find it's just um, I have an incredibly organised wife and an amazing uh, wife who helps uh, greatly with the with the kids, and I think it's um, it's just a matter of trying to stay as organised as possible and um, fitting in work where I can. Often, many late nights, that type of thing, um, and and yeah, sometimes just pro- just literally prioritising and saying that can be done later on and that can be done. That has to be done now. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, no, no secrets. <laughs> no secrets. No, there's never any secrets, is there? It's all um, no one's ever got the answer to how to, how to survive, really. This is my seven-point plan to, yep, to the perfect work-life <laughs> balance, yep. Speaking of seven, uh, seven points, did you see the um, article that um, came out about the seven reasons why uh, teachers leave uh, or want oh, to leave the profession? How did you feel about I that did. article? Did you uh, have a read of it? I, I did, I did. Um, yeah, a lot of it I'd kind of thought about before as well. I think I think one of the key things, one of the key issues I find with teaching is that uh, there's no kind of um, based set, this is how much lesson planning, this is how much um, you know feedback to give to students, et cetera, et cetera. And you do get different personalities and, and some people putting in 40, 45 hours a week and others putting in 70. Um, and there's no, you know, when you, when you first start out teaching, there's, there's no one, no one sits you down and says, this is the amount of prep that you should have and this is what you should do here and here and here. And and I think, yeah, I reckon that's one of the reasons why lots of people struggle and burn out yeah. is because they don't, they don't know the parameters of that's actually enough, you know, that's fine. Um, and, and early on, I, you know, I always felt like I'd been thrown in the deep end uh, but I very much had a personality where I just said, well, that'll do. And I like to fly by the seat of my pants. Um, and, yeah, 
that that kind of allowed me at times um, to survive in situations where I think people with different personalities would have would have massively struggled. Yeah, that right. Makes sense. You know that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and um, I think I think this uh, this whole idea of teacher burnout something that's coming up a bit more lately as well. I don't know if it's just it's more reported now or people are just feeling the pressure more. But I just feel like I, you know, you can't uh, turn on to, um, you know, um, you know, edu social media or, or anything uh, these days without seeing stuff about people wanting to get out of the profession. Yeah. Yep. I certainly agree with that. I wonder if the accreditation kind of started to kick in um, for mm. for older, more established teachers has something to do with it. Um, I was I was incredibly, let's use the word, lucky, in that I missed out on the uh, the cutoff. I I started teaching about a month after um, the new scheme teachers thing came in. So I've, I've had the joy of accreditation for, for, for the whole time of my teaching. Um, but I wonder if that's part of it. I also, I also feel like there has been a, a more administrative kind of load has been increasing, uh, more expectations put on, on teachers, um, yeah, as time has gone on as well. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a, bit of a, a bit of a PD nerd. So I'm, you know, I've, I've only been teaching in the uh you know the new scheme era and yep. um i love getting my hours up i don't know it's just it's weird <laughs> i love doing it's their own. Mm. Yeah. um all right so let's uh, let's get on to what we uh came here to talk about and that was uh narrative and story in Hass. so what did you uh, have in your mind scott well when i uh when you, you put out on twitter anyone interested in in uh in having a chat uh, i sat down and have had to think about what I could talk about, and uh, and stories came to mind, and I think one of the reasons for that was that uh, I maybe about two or three years ago I, I did a, a strength find exercise. Have you heard of Have you heard of those? Uh, as in find your find your strengths. Like, are you a uh, a leader? Are you you know? Is it your humour that that sort of stuff? Or yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was set up. Our principal, all the the faculty coordinators took part in it. A whole bunch of questions. And then they gave you like out of 40 different characteristics, here's things you're really strong at, here's things you kind of manage, here's your weaknesses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay, yeah. And yeah, so so I did that and was surprised that that storyteller came way out on top. And uh, ever since that moment, I've, I've caught myself telling story after story after story. Um, and I, I've realised I tell stories, you know, to make people laugh, uh, to make a point, to encourage someone, to make someone feel at ease. Um, and and I kind of thought about my experience of of stories and what they are. And uh, I kind of it almost felt like a, a whole bunch of things had clicked into place um, for me. Uh, I was very kind of humanities driven at school. Did a, did a whole bunch of subjects that that way. And, um, and they all came relatively uh, easy to me. I, like I found I made connections easy. I got the concepts. Um, so because I was in school, I thought I'll make up for that by doing as little work as possible and, and scraping through anyway. Uh, but I think the reason for that was that I, I kept on making story, making them into stories. I put what I was learning uh, into context, if that makes sense, into a story, yeah, and, and I found it—it it just made so much more sense um, placing things into the context of a much bigger story, uh, and, and being able to see the connections between things much easier. And, and look, I think I think the humanities and social sciences are probably the the, the best 
play style, I think, really, to, to be able to use story. Um, because after all, when you do look at things like history and, and geography, the world around us, and even um, enterprise, you know, legal studies and, and business studies, um, it deals with the world. It deals with our story as, as, a, as a people. Most certainly. Yep, most certainly. I think every every humanity subject really in, in different ways, stories feature heavily in in the content that you're looking at. Um, whether it's it's history extension where you're looking at um, at the writing of history and the methodology of, of historians and, 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 and how they thought about the process. So so some historians, for example, believe in a in a meta narrative, in a grand story. And they place all of historical events and processes, etc., into that meta narrative, uh, or it's uh, or it's economics where you're collecting data, you're collating it, and then you're kind of pulling a story out of that. What is this data telling me? Uh, so, so you know, stories feature in in different ways in different subjects in the humanities. Uh, but I think uh, we're doing a disservice to ourselves if we forget that. I think I think to to come to each subject and and thinking through the stories. How can I kind of how can I incorporate stories into this course, or what what story is this unit telling me? Um, really, I think will help students out a lot more than if we think about it as kind of separate pieces of data or content. I should say. Yeah. Now, how do you, okay? So you mentioned um, you know the story in the course. So how do you actively? Um, how do you actively integrate story or use story in your um, in your has subjects? So I usually think through uh, and try and and pull out kind of the the big picture of the unit. Uh, what is what is the unit trying to tell us? So, for example, um, legal studies. Uh, when you're doing the preliminary course for legal studies, the legal system it it sets out how the legal system works. And, and it's a it's a whole range of things. It's kind of like the the course um, kind of boiled down, and and for the first kind of forty percent of the legal studies course, you look at almost every aspect of the legal system. So I try and think through and 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 find some themes that run through it. Well, obviously, most of them are in the syllabus, and and then I try and find stories that tell that theme well. So whether it's um, privacy versus uh, security. And so we'll have some themes running straight through that unit and, uh, and I'll keep referring back to it and I'll say, remember, this is looking at the tension between security of society and the privacy of individuals. Uh, and and I'll, I'll go out, I'll find some, uh, so obviously, some articles, I'll think through how this might work. And so a lot of the skills we'll teach will be taught through those themes and those articles so the students can see kind of the real-world application of the the kind of the tension there in the legal system uh, through the stories that, that we're kind of telling and it, and it helps place a lot of the smaller things into that context of, of the bigger story. So that's that's legal studies, for example. Other units like geography, for example, um, we've just finished sustainable biomes. Uh, I basically looked at that course and came up with the uh, kind of the, the big picture of uh, how can we feed the world so that was constantly coming back to that story. Uh, I had an all guys class, um, and and a lot of the stuff in there they just didn't care about. So I had to keep coming back to remember, guys, this is about your food in forty years' time. And so, so we're kind of telling the story of um, this is a big picture idea 
how is the world going to feed itself in 2050? So that 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 type of thing. Fantastic. Um, it sounds like these will be really engaging activities as well um, to be able to get the students to um, to sort of develop their own uh, story within within the course as well. Do you do any um, any? I don't know. It's a lot harder to do within um, within the humanities. I found when I was teaching them, but or when I am teaching them, I'm still teaching them. Obviously, um, things yeah. like creative writing or being able to to, to use their own stories. Um, do you, do you have that at all? Are you integrating that at all? We might we might in, in history talk a little bit about uh, empathetic writing, and and get students to think through what it might have been like and placing them in the story, and they they might have to use. Um, content that they've researched for that. Uh, often it's, it's it's not so much kind of coming up with your own story, but thinking through how the story relates to them, I think is probably the, the best way of thinking about it. Uh, in order to engage students, we need to think through, well, what has this got to do with me? Why do I care about this? So that's that's often what's in the forefront of my mind when I'm thinking about activities. Um, you know, that, that 14, 15-year-old boy who's just like, sir, I don't care about this. Uh, how, how do we say to them, this is this is why this is relevant to you um, or um, here's an awesome story that kind of shows off a lot of the uh, the things that you might not realise and let's draw out some of those concepts and think about them based on, you know, a, a funny story that happened to somebody or, or, or you know, this, this article that, that, that paints something in a humorous light. So what... What do you do then to, to, to hook them in? Then you mentioned uh, finding a way to, to make it relevant to them, but have you got any uh, any uh, you know slick tricks or um, any any sort of you know tips that uh, anyone listening can pick up and say, you know what, I might try that with my kids tomorrow? Or that's you know any 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 advice? Or oh, I don't know about slick tricks. Um, I think I think a bit of a bit of time spent uh, before a lesson doing a quick check of. Um, of uh, kind of researching and thinking through has something happened um, which kind of brings this this question to bear perhaps so looking through you know for example security and privacy are there any interesting drone stories out there I'll look up drones I might look through four or five pages um, of you know 15 headlines in each page and see if I can find a humorous drone story um, and we can start the lesson with that and then, and then we'll say, well, hang on a second. That's that. That might be funny, but what are the issues that we're finding here? Uh, or I might have a thing where it's a it's an article, it's a story, and and we'll start with that, and we'll say, there's something wrong here. How can that be the case? How how can we solve this from a legal studies point of view? Uh, or we might do a, a flowchart, and, and you start saying, okay, well, let's break down what happened in this historical event. And why it happened, and you might you might say, let's let's look at the narrative. This happened, and that happened, and that happened. What are the other options that that might have? So, looking at cause and effect, um, why did that occur rather than this, and uh, what other things might have happened, and, and how might it have been different if if something else had happened? So, it's it's kind of, I guess, a lot of the time, it's it's stepping back from the content and trying to look at the context from content from the point of view of this is a story or this is part of a story uh, or, or how can we look at this in a different way uh, so that a student can realise that they can pull more information out of it than just this is what occurred. Right. Now, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing in terms of um, 
in terms of bringing the, I guess, the, the subject stories to the students. Um, how do you go then bringing the student's story to the subject, if that makes sense? Does that, does that make sense at all? How, how, do you, how do you make, how do you, how do you have the students, I guess, give back to the subject? So we've mentioned things like making the making the content relatable to the students. So this is your food in forties. Yep. Are you doing anything in your class that goes the other way around, where the students are actively contributing to furthering knowledge in that subject as well? You know, whether it be you know a PBL task or or something where they're not just looking at the story of the subject, but they're becoming the story of the subject. So we'll often uh, look at kind of and, and ask students to put themselves into the story. So, so through discussion, uh, we might be be saying, uh, "How would you react in this situation if if that occurred to you?" Um, so you know, you might stop partway through and say, "Put yourself in these person's shoes. How? What would you do next?" If that makes sense um, for for legal studies, for example. Um, you know, you, you start telling the story and you say, all right, stop there. We're not going to read the last part of it. Um, what have the, What's the person done wrong so far? How much you make up and how might you react in a similar situation? So I guess it's it's seeking to to, to build empathy in them uh, and seeking for, for them to think about what they might do in that situation. Uh, and, and that certainly helps when you're starting to draw Different kind of questions uh, and, and tensions in uh, in the content, um, kind of you know different themes uh, in the story, um, depending on what subject you're looking at, and thinking about well, or well, how would you kind of relate, or how would you react to that? I like to Does that uh, make sense. That makes I like to commend you on the fact that that made sense, and just playing back in my mind what I asked you, the fact that you made the answer make sense to a question that very clearly didn't make sense. So I think I got what you mean. So well done. Well, at least one of us did because playing it back in my mind, yeah, I realized yeah. if Scott can make sense of this and I can get him to repeat it to me later, that would be amazing. We'll, we'll see how we go. Oh. These are always – obviously what I'm talking about here are, are best-case scenarios. Yeah, we, we're thinking through uh, and very often in class it doesn't work. You know, very often it fails and I go, that story just does not, that's not going to work. Let's not ever do that again. Well, let's, <laughs> or, let's go down or that path. I, I, yep. Let's go down that path. You've got a, a student who, um, you know, we've, we, we've all got diverse, uh, you know, diverse learning needs in every classroom. Um, student yep. who can't access that, um, that uh, story, for example, or for any reason, or they just don't care. What do you, what do you do? It's a very good question, Marco. I think if I could answer that, my life would be much, much easier. <laughs> we'll uh, add that into your eight. We'll add that to your seven-point plan and make an eight-point plan now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll get back to you in a month or two. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think everyone, I think everyone can relate, um, can relate to stories in different ways, and often it's just finding um, a way of um, of kind of finding their point where they relate to the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, often that means knowing the students and being able to, to think through, uh, you know, these are what the interests of the students like, um, this, is what, this is what they're into, um, and finding points where that might kind of correlate with what's happened here. Uh, a, a lot of the time um, the, the, the story itself 
helps the student relate. So, so they may not be able to get all of the, the content. They may not be able to draw kind of or, or make inferences of any complexity from a story. But if they're able to get the kind of the, the gist of this is why this has occurred, often the story themselves uh, itself kind of helps the student uh, relate kind of or at least get the, the main gist of, of why this has occurred. Um, as for when students are struggling to care, yeah, that's that's something I struggle with. I'm sure every teacher does. Yeah, um, yeah, all the time. How do you go with um? How do you go with bringing in um ex- external, you know, external storytellers? So I know you mentioned um, you know, you find articles and that's you know very static, um, very passive type of um of interaction. Um, in terms of, yep. have you had, have you done any sort of Skype sessions where people Skype in, or you get some uh, another teacher even who may have experienced something in their life to come and share? Have you, have you, have you tinkered around with that sort of um, so, idea? Yeah, a, a little bit. So, for example, with this uh, with this biomes unit, I had a, a teacher who had uh, who had um, hiked up Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, so I, I brought them into my all boys um, geography class. Uh, and he talked about uh, the different um, the, the changes in biomes. So we were looking at um, uh, how altitude changes and um, and how kind of geography changes the biomes. And Mount Kilimanjaro is an ex- excellent example of that because the the type of biomes that there are kind of change as you go up the mountain. So so I brought him into class, and he spent about twenty minutes um, showing pictures of him and his mate uh, walking up Kilimanjaro and, and describing what it was like. I think it's brilliant to do that. I'm yet to um, Skype with someone. I'd love to do that. Um, yeah, often it, often it's something that's, you know, you have the best of intentions and you don't end up doing it. Um, I have a, a couple of um, my in-laws work uh, in the law, so I keep threatening to, to get them in their lunch break to Skype with my classes, and I'll probably try and do that later on uh, this year. Um yeah, I, I often often YouTube is great for that. Often finding um, snippets of interviews and stories, um, so it's not just an article, but they can hear the person, you know, Channel Nine or, or a Current Affair. Um, they can hear snippets that kind of make the story come alive a little bit more um, than just reading the article. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I've always I've always toyed with the idea of um, I've ever sort of you know. Um, you know, did it, but I've always talked with the idea of getting a uh, a pen pal um, type system going with um, with another school, and uh, having my students um, basically write down um, or basically write a letter to someone at another school about what's going on in their world for this subject at the moment, and trying to explain you know a concept that they're doing at the same time, at the same point in the syllabus. Um, and then sending them across the other school and seeing how they interact with them and how they work with it, and then getting them to do the same to ours. Um, I would, I reckon that'd be great. Yeah, it's, it's something I've seen, especially the uh, forcing them to think through and explain a concept. Yeah. Um, certainly helps. Helps you kind of try and explain it yourself. What did um, Einstein say? If you can't explain something simply, you don't know it well enough. Oh, probably he's he, you know he's he sounds like the kind of person he says lots of things yeah, like he'd that. Say a lot of things, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he said a lot. Um, so look, Scott, we're um we're um coming towards the end here. Is there any final words you want to say in terms of the um the value of storytelling in Hass? Yeah, I th- I think a lot of the time we 
we kind of forget that stories are there, uh, that we're, we're kind of looking at something which is part of a story or that students themselves feel like they, their life is a story. So I think um, it's a really powerful um, pedagogical tool uh, if you can do it well to think through your unit, to think through um, what story is this unit telling, what's, what part of the story is it there? Because really at the end of the day, we want our students to, to learn in context. We want them to be able to, to kind of put what they're learning into practice and to place it in a, in a wider context. Uh, but at the end of the day as well, we want them to, we want them to change from what they're learning about. We want them to be able to apply um, the knowledge to their lives um, and I think stories is a really powerful way of doing that. Um, and, and, and each of us often reacts to stories in different ways. So it also personalizes learning uh, in a way that your, your talk and chalk uh, may not. Um, and, uh, and I think it's a, yeah, it's just a really helpful thing to maybe sit back during the planning stages and during lesson prep and, and think to yourself, uh, what's the story here? Scott Wimble, this is your life. No, I'm just um, just staring. Um, Scott, thank you very, very much for giving up your valuable time um, to have a chat to us here at the podcast about the value of narrative and storytelling in Haas. Love to get you back on um, My pleasure. in the future. Sounds great. Thank you very much, Scott. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter at hashtag HaasChat. This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au